So free. 
invite you to think with us for a few minutes from the subject, a call for vigilance, a call for vigilance. By definition, vigilance is the action or state of keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulties. As we come to this final Sunday of African American History Month, we are led by the Holy Spirit to call the black church to vigilance. Keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. To some, the concept of a devil, of an evil spirit intent on thwarting God's plan of salvation and deliverance and wholeness and restored fellowship with his chief creation is childish. For those people, the concept of a devil has no place in modern times or modern theology. But if that's what you believe, then your life perspective puts you at a spiritual disadvantage that may prove detrimental to your development. Let me just put it clear. The devil is real. Jesus called the devil by a number of different titles. Ruler of demons, accuser, tempter, wicked one. Beelzebub. Paul called the devil the god of this world and Belial, which means worthless. John described the devil as a dragon. And in this text, Peter describes the devil as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So you can pretend that the devil doesn't exist if you want to. But I have it on good authority that the devil 
is real. Because he's real, we must maintain vigilance against his attacks. Peter tells us, keep a cool head. Stay alert because the devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. There's an important theological principle involved in this cautionary word, and it's this. Conditions can't destroy us if we don't give in to the condition. As we go forward in these times, it, it would be good for us to remember that, for that is what the devil wants us to do, give in to negative conditions. You know, traditionally, we have been taught that the devil is somehow in charge of the negative conditions that confront us. But a closer view of scripture reveals that that simply is not true. What is true is that the devil will use negative conditions to estrange us from God if we let him. But conditions can't destroy us if we don't give in to the condition. Have you read Job? Have you read all about the calamity that came into his life? If you've read it carefully, you have to remember that the devil couldn't do anything without God's permission. God told the devil what he could do and what he couldn't do. God set the limits on the affliction that he would permit Job to experience. And while the devil tried to exploit the negative conditions to his advantage, Job was able to survive because he maintained spiritual vigilance and did not give in to his condition. In tough conditions, Job said, naked I came into the world, naked I shall leave. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In tough conditions, Job said, I know my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. When the devil tried his best to press his advantage in a terrible season of Job's life, Job insisted, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And my friends, just as Job remained vigilant, Peter is encouraging us to remain vigilant in these tough times as the devil tries to press his advantage. And make no mistake about it, our times are tough. Pandemic, political tribalism and corruption, threat of war, fuel shortages, climate change, racism. These are just a few of the things that make our times tough. And while times are tough pervasively, they are acutely tough for African-American people. When times get tough for the oppressors, they are exponentially more difficult for the oppressed. And I know many of us no longer want to think of ourselves as oppressed, but you see, it's that that makes it a tool of the devil. 
You don't want to think about yourselves as being oppressed. You think that because you make six figures, you're no longer oppressed. Then tell me, why is the net worth of black folk only 14% the net worth of white folk? You think that because you've got a college degree, you're no longer oppressed. Then tell me why unemployment in the black community consistently doubles and in some communities triples unemployment as a whole. You think that because you've moved out of the hood and you're no longer living in a shotgun house that you're not oppressed. Then tell me why we are 13.4% of the nation's overall population but we are incarcerated at a rate that is five times more than white folk. Tell me why our children are three times more likely to be victims of reported child abuse and neglect, three times more likely to be victims of robbery, five times more likely to be victims of homicide than our white counterparts. You don't think you're oppressed? Some folk will look at these facts and and they'll say, well, that's a sociological problem. And it is a sociological problem. But more than a sociological problem, it's a spiritual problem. It's a problem that the devil presses to estrange us from God. You see, you can't discuss our problems and leave spirituality out of the discussion. Paul reminds us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Part of what's wrong with us today is that we approach our problems purely from a human or humanistic perspective, as though we can fix our problems on our own. Are you crazy? Paul reminds us that we need help, help that can only come from the Lord. Keep a cool head, stay alert, don't let the devil catch you napping. We need to be vigilant. The African-American church needs to be vigilant. The church that follows Jesus' example of social justice ministry needs to be vigilant. The church that seeks to do justice and love mercy and walk humbly with God needs to be vigilant because if we are not vigilant, the devil can produce bad outcomes for us. If we are slack in our vigilance, the devil can cause us to deny God's word. Peter knew something about that. Peter did that. Go back and read Matthew chapter 16, and it tells us of a time when Peter rebuked Jesus. That sounds crazy to even say. Peter rebuked Jesus. Jesus was talking about his upcoming suffering and sacrifice on our behalf. And the devil didn't want Jesus' declaration to go unchallenged. And so the devil whispered to Peter and told Peter, you got to shut that thing down. And Peter listened to the devil. And Peter yanked Jesus to the side and and said to him, what you're saying is never going to happen, Jesus. And, and Jesus had to put Peter in check 
More correctly, Jesus put the devil working in Peter in check. Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. Church, if we're not spiritually vigilant, the devil will cause us to deny God's word. God's word is often unpopular and inconvenient. God's word often challenges our choices and our lifestyles. Oh, we don't mind it when Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they will inherit the kingdom of heaven. But we get messed up when Jesus says, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you and do good to them that hate you and pray for them that use you and persecute you. We don't mind it when Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. But we're not as quick to embrace it when Jesus says, if you're going to really be great, you have to make yourself the servant of all. We mustn't lose our vigilance regarding the word of God. His word is a lamp that lights our path. His word holds the promise of more abundant spiritual life if we would seek it. Then, if we're slack in our vigilance, the devil can use conditions to lead us back to our old way of living. If you can't say amen, say out. This too happened to Peter. Peter and, and Jesus had, had become quite close. Peter was part of Jesus' inner circle. Peter was with Jesus when he was transfigured on a mountainside. And when he saw Jesus and Moses and Elijah holding a cosmic conversation, Peter was so caught up in what he saw that he said, Lord, I don't want to leave this place. Let's just build three tabernacles right here, one to you and one to Moses and one to Elijah. Let's just stay up here forever. It was a good day for Peter that day. But Peter found out what a lot of us has, have discovered. That is, I don't care how good it is, you can't stay on the mountain forever. You got to come back down into the valley. And in the valley, conditions worked on Peter. In the valley, late one Thursday night, it got so tough that Peter was asked about Jesus, and Peter said, I don't know who you're talking about. Didn't say it once, didn't say it twice, but said it three times. The devil so used conditions in Peter's life that he started leading Peter in the wrong direction. Church, we're never so holy that the devil can't lead us in the wrong direction. We like to sing, oh, how I love Jesus in here on Sunday morning. We, we like to say praise the Lord when all is well with us, when our health is good and there's plenty of money in your pocket. We like to proclaim that we are Christians when the marriage is going fine and the children are acting right and everything is good on the job, but you just let conditions change. And let me tell you something. Conditions gonna change. 
My mama used to say, just keep getting up in the morning. Trouble is coming. Your home is going to become a place of confusion. Your spouse is going to act like there's a stranger in your house. Your children are going to act like they have lost their minds. Trouble is coming. Sickness is going to invade your body and the doctor ain't going to have no solution for it. Pressure is going to rattle you to your foundation. And that's not a prophetic announcement. It's just an observation of what happens in life. If you keep getting up in the morning, trouble is going to come. And when trouble comes, you're going to have to have some vigilance. Let me let you in on something. We, 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 we've been meeting apart for two years, and, and, and for the most part, a lot of folk haven't been here. You know who's been here every Sunday? The devil. Devil does not miss a Sunday. And the devil is talking to somebody right now, talking to somebody in here talking to somebody watching me over live stream. The devil is talking right now. The devil saying it ain't right that you going through what you going through. The devil is saying to somebody right now, if God really loved you, he wouldn't let you suffer like you are suffering. And if you are not vigilant, the devil will cause you to drift back to your old way of life. I got Bible to support that. That happened to Peter. Even after Jesus was raised from the dead and Peter had seen him with his own eyes, the devil still worked on Peter. The devil told Peter, you ain't got to follow Jesus no more. You need to go back to what you used to do. You need to go back to how you used to act. You need to go back to fishing. And, and it reminds us the devil is relentless. The devil has gotten some of us to go back. I know you want to keep on your pious clothes this morning, but let's be honest about it. The devil's got a few of us mistreating our family. The devil's got a few of us misusing our bodies. The devil's got a few of us wallowing in the proverbial gutter that God delivered you from. The devil has a lot of us saying, praise the Lord one minute, and come on, devil, let's go. Another. And that's why we have to be vigilant. You're going to run into the devil somewhere down the road, you're going to run into the devil everywhere you go. It always amuses me that, that y'all think the devil hangs out on street corners. And just on street corners. Devil hangs out in your living room. Devil hangs out in your kitchen. The devil hangs out in you. You have to be vigilant against the devil so that the devil does not prevail. Final thing I want to tell you about vigilance is this. Jesus is willing and able to help us. 
but you got to let him help you. Peter will testify that the, the devil got a hold of me. The devil had convinced me that it was okay for me to go back to my old life. I, I couldn't handle the devil on my own, but, but let me tell you what happened. One Sunday, I was in the upper room with some of the other disciples, and we had been praying, and, and, and we had been waiting on the Lord. And, and around 9 o'clock in the morning, Something happened in that room. Around 9 o'clock in the morning, the spirit of Jesus came upon me and the other disciples in the room. And, and he came on with such a power that he made a change in my life. Jesus put a new song in my heart. Jesus put a new praise on my tongue. Jesus put clapping in my hands. And Jesus put running in my feet. Jesus gave me a story to tell. And ever since that day, I've been able to handle the devil. Church, Jesus can help you handle the devil if you let him. You can't do it. But if you turn it over to Jesus, Jesus will walk with you. Jesus will talk with you. Jesus will reassure you that you're his and he is yours. Jesus will protect you from your enemies. Jesus will hold you in tough times. And here's his promise. I'll never, 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 never leave you. You can be vigilant in tough times. You can be vigilant in tough circumstances. You can be vigilant around tough people because Jesus is by your side. I've seen the lightning flash. I've heard the thunder roll. I felt sins breakers dash trying to conquer my soul. But my testimony is above it all. I heard the voice of Jesus telling me, fight on. He promised, he promised, he promised never to leave me alone. Sooner will be done with the trust. I want 
troubles of the world, troubles of the world, yes, yes. troubles, Lord, the troubles, soon to 